0: The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, as we've been saying, the script keeps changing minute by minute. You could say day by day. But anyway, before we get to that, uh, joining us on the line now is Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you on board.
1: Good afternoon.
0: (laughs) Always good to be on board, Captain. Well, uh, we've got the Kahana plan to save the state of Israel from a crisis. Please tell us what's going on now. We've had to change the script. And now this comes along.
1: Well, you know, they do like to keep us uh, Mm -hmm. guessing these politicians here in Israel. So this is an interesting development. You know, we've heard... uh, Quite a few members of Knesset and politicians starting to talk about a national unity government. Just a couple of weeks ago, our defense minister, Yoav Galant, uh, flouted the idea of a national unity government that would exclude uh, the firebrands Itamar Ben Gavir and Betelel Smotrich uh, because they are so Controversial. Their views are extremely right Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, some of their actions and decisions have have certainly raised uh, the ire of Israelis. Uh, And I think also the Defense Minister was looking at what could possibly benefit the region, and there's no way that we are going to have the Saudis or more Arab countries sitting with Israel and, and, and normalizing relations while we have two very, very extreme um, cabinet ministers and, and a very, very extreme party. Um, so now today we've heard from... Well, yeah, let's, let us me just reverse a little bit. We've also heard from... A member of Yesh Atid yesterday kind of fell under the radar, saying that he believes that there should be a move towards a, a, a national unity government. That also would exclude uh, Ben Gavir and Smotrich and bring in Gantz and Lapid. Now today we're hearing from a National Unity Party member. This is Matan Kahana, no, no relation, and he has called for a unity government, but he's actually laid out a proposal. And what he says is that he calls it the Kahana plan to save the state of Israel from crisis. So he says, uh, you know, in his plan, the National Unity Party, which is led by Benny Gantz and Yesh Atid would join the Likud-led government uh, and anyone who accepts the values in the spirit of the Declaration of Independence. Now, this is um, a a, a zap at the the pro-reformers because these uh, judicial overhauls are seen as possibly being Uh, almost contravening the Declaration of Independence. And and, and he said uh, he also proposes... a a rotational leadership where Prime Minister Netanyahu serves for two years and then resides. He said two years from now, he said Netanyahu would retire to his home in dignity and a new election would be held. Now, he doesn't make any reference to the corruption trial or the charges of of, of bribery and corruption that the Prime Minister is currently uh, undergoing. Uh, And he says that you know um are there any better solutions to try and stem the crisis in which this government, in which this country is headed into? He says, this government could heal the deep internal divide among us and make room for all parts of society in Israel. And I think what he's actually alluding to there now in terms of saying this government is his proposed Mm. unity government. Now, God bless him for for taking the time to yeah. try and find solutions. I don't envy him because I would yeah. love to be a fly on the wall in various offices when that mm. is presented. Mm. First of all, uh, I don't think... Uh, there is any way the prime minister mm, will right. accept any remote possibility right. of resigning, <laughs> and, and there are many mm. who are saying that under this current trajectory, mm. the uh, pra- the prime minister is is really really going to harm his legacy, mm. which has been a uh, really really tremendous. And uh, what Kahana is proposing is that he still gets to step down with that intact. There is no way mm. that <laughs> the Otzma Yehudi far mm. right are going to go down mm. without mm. a fat and uh, possible scorched earth policy. Sure. And, Net, uh, and um, Gantz and Lapid have indicated they will not sit with Netanyahu in a national unity in government. Benny Gantz learned the very, very hard way uh, in, in the polls, not the past elections, the elections before that, uh, that his constituents don't want him sitting mm-hmm. in any government with the uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, in some kind of unity agreement. So uh, as we say in Hebrew, to Matan Kahana for trying to find a solution, whether or not it's actually feasible is another thing.
0: There's bound to be reaction to this uh, by tomorrow, but of course, Rolene, I won't be around to chat to you about that. But, yeah, I'm sure we're going to be chatting a lot about this uh, next week. Let's see, and everything of the best to him, and, uh, yeah, trying to get that plan to, well, want to get to buy into that plan. Only time will tell. Let's look at the Labour Union chief who's saying you cannot disobey rulings of the High Court, and the businesses now coming out in support of the IDF chief.
1: Well, this is a, a, a very, very strong statement mm. coming from the chief of the Histad Rud, which is the head of the Labour Federation in Israel. And he said last night, uh, and you know, we've been speaking about the uh, trajectory that Israel is on now towards a constitutional crisis. And, and I've had so many people saying to me, but Israel doesn't have a constitution. How can you have a constitutional crisis? It, it doesn't actually depend on a written constitution. You know, the United Kingdom doesn't have a constitution. However, there are a constitutional monarchy. And if you go back to the the 70s, where the sovereign, the late queen, you know, clashed with Margaret Thatcher, the prime minister, over, uh, you you know, the the, the queen wanting to condemn apartheid in South Africa, Uh, that could have taken the United Kingdom towards... A constitutional crisis, because you would have the Sovereign in direct conflict with her Prime Minister. Mm. Here we have a potential constitutional crisis because we do have a clash between an institution of uh, state the Supreme Court against the uh, sitting government, the coalition government, Mm -hmm. and, and of course, the crisis that it has with Israeli society. So this is what we mean when we're talking about a constitutional crisis uh, in countries that don't have a uh, formal constitution like South Africa does, which would have its own kind of constitutional crisis, uh, of course. But uh, Bar David has said that uh, should the government refused to abide by the potential high court decision to strike down the legislation. Now you and I have been talking at length that next month all 15 sitting uh, Supreme Court justices Mm -hmm. will meet to deliberate on the uh, reasonableness law being passed. This is the very, very controversial law passed a couple of weeks ago in that uh, meeting of the Knesset. There are hundreds of petitions of objection to it, including the several days ago from Israeli Nobel Prize winners saying that they don't believe they would have achieved what they have achieved if Israel wasn't a democracy. So we, we've got close to 300 petitions against that, wow. uh, the passing of that reasonableness, uh, So they will listen to arguments from both sides. Now, Prime Minister Netanyahu has refused to say whether or not his government would abide by such a ruling. The coalition partners say the High Court has no right to intervene on basic law amendments. And, of course, you and I spoke this week about the clashes that we have with the army, with the police saying that, you know, should there be a ruling by the Supreme Court, they will follow the law. They will Mm -hmm. follow the ruling of the Supreme Court. So now we have the history saying, if you do not comply, if you do do not follow and obey the ruling of a city government, we will step in. And what Mm. stepping in could mean is, uh, uh, although it hasn't been confirmed a general strike is declared.
0: (laughs) Roland, again, what story are we going to be talking about tomorrow, going into next week, Monday, but seeing that it is our last afternoon overdrive, let's uh, finish off with uh, good news Soy. Let's punt uh, the Holy Land of Israel. Uruguay is to open an embassy or a trade mission in Jerusalem. Which one is it?
1: Just before we get to that, let's just get to the point where we do, we have had the business forum. Some 150 members taking out front page ads across the Israeli oh, daily, okay. the Hebrew dailies in support of the RDF chief of staff, the Rabat Khan, uh, Herzi uh saying uh, that, you know, Israeli mothers, Hebrew mothers, know they are sending their sons to uh, to a great command. It's, it's a, a big development here in Israel okay. today. But, yes, Uruguay is opening up a diplomatic mission in the capital. Okay. They follow Paraguay. Mm-hmm. They won't be opening an embassy, but they will be opening an innovation office, which they say will strengthen ties between Israel and Uruguay.
0: Okay, so just very quickly, uh, Paraguay, Uruguay is opening a trade and a trade mission, diplomatic mission rather, and uh, Paraguay opened an embassy. Yes. Have I understood that correctly? Okay. Yes, I've understood that
1: correctly.
0: <laughs> Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much once again, Roline, for joining us. Have a blessed weekend. Shabbat shalom for tomorrow. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, bringing us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land right now. Wow, this judicial process.